What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady. Scotland, and that's where Scotland gets its name from, Scotia Land. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. you. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. But then I also thought of Nova Scotia, New Scotia, N- New Scotia Land. That's yeah. where they went to after all this shit started happening. Happening, and they kicked the the Stuart line out. Mm. And one of Stuart's sons is known as the Black Bonnie Prince Charlie. He's known the Black Prince. Mm. So there's this whole lots of stuff that all connects with this Hebrew-Israelite theme about Jesus being black, yeah. about Scotland Scotland being owned by, you know, our first inhabitants being black. And even when you get into the stories of the Tuatha Dei Danan fighting the Fomorians, it's uh, the, you get that four more, the Morians, uh, in there too. And it's, it's something I've been trying to put together and work on because I haven't heard it anywhere and no, nobody ever talks about ancient black history that much except for Egypt. Well, I will say that the, there's this really cool YouTube series that I was watching that talks about some of these things called Mind Unveiled. Yes. Yes. You've seen that? Yes. Okay. So then you probably uh, he's, he's gone a little bit off the rocks lately and just they talk about COVID and shit. I hit him up. I asked him if he wanted to be on my uh, on our podcast to do an episode about uh, Tartaria um and that's kind of how i ended up with tartaria is i just kind of it just i got i just ran into it like a brick wall yeah (laughs) now i wasn't searching for tartaria i heard about tartaria and i heard about mud flood stuff i didn't really understand it Mm. to be honest 
it was still all kind of new to I me. I was suspicious of it at first. I was just kind of like, hmm, mud flood, like every mountain is a building, you know, melted building. Like that's, yeah. the, and then there, well, that was on Tim Fall Hat. There was like two really wild yeah. episodes about Tartaria. One that was like, oh, Roman Empire didn't exist, which I was like, huh? And then oh. there was the other one that was like, oh, all buildings are melted buildings, which, you know, and then we had Zertus on, Exodus, who's like actually pretty, knowledgeable about the more tangible provable parts of tartaria so i mean i'm sure if you haven't you should check those out like i have listened to him cool yeah i he was on my show twice and then obviously tim fall hat uh twice but the first time he was just on the like premium channel that sam does but uh yeah but yeah man i gotta hit the bathroom i'm dying over right. here sorry but dude i can, i'll i know I'll i love it dude i love it i want that's why i want to reschedule for this coming week let's do it again man i really enjoyed it seriously all right all right cool man i'll Thank be you. in touch all right later peace well it's not as bad as it could have been. You know what I mean? Like, and now the now it's all fucked. But at the end of the day, is these audits are coming out, and they're about to decert. Like, they could potentially decertify the votes, and Biden won't be the president anymore. Really? That could happen. Yeah, they could say that for the first time in history, we have an illegitimately filed electoral college vote here. And if Arizona does it, and another state decides to do it, let's say Florida. Then all of a sudden, he doesn't have the electoral college votes. He needs to be the president anymore. Right. It's game over. This fits into what James from We the People was talking to me about last week when I had him on the show. I got to send you the file so you could listen to it. But yeah, man, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't think that this whole thing is over. It was pretty obvious to me that, that Trump was being treated in such a uncategorically unprofessional you know just totally new in the sense of like the media had traditionally kissed the president's ass and licked their yep. balls they played a different role for the first and then time, apologized right? for not doing it you know better you know and then for the first time in my life i saw a president get like literally railroaded every which way but fair you know it was just so fucking bullshit the whole time it seemed like it was orchestrated yeah. in that way to divide the country further and then you know this happens and they're trying to so basically obvious. get people to you know because the world trade organization is in opposition to china and russia so now we have this big orchestrated pandemic to make china look like the bad guys and I just think it fits into that World War Three scenario that Trump clearly was not all about. Because what did he do? He made deals with China. He made peace agreements with China and Russia. He went and visited Putin. They yeah. wanted they wanted Trump to go and meet with Syria and make that deal. They wanted him to do the Belarus deal so they can in, you know intimidate Russia. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't meet with the guy from Belarus. And look what happened. As soon as Biden's in office, they're putting troops on the border in Belarus, on the border yep. of Russia. Well, you know? check this one out, dude. Biden Biden is scheduled to have his meeting with Putin tomorrow, right? Putin gets on an interview today. And do you know what he says? Well, first of all, they start asking about the January 6th thing or something like that. It comes up, right? 
And he starts saying that like, you know, like, I really want to ask you about that because I want to know, did, did you like, he's like you as America, like, did, did you assassinate uh, a political dissenter in, in that they're talking about Ashley Babbitt, the chick that got shot. He's like, did you order her to be assassinated for her political disagreements? And then he goes on, he goes, you can say it was uh, looting or rioting all you want, but they weren't there to steal anything. They weren't there just to damage property. They were there with political grievances, which means that you were politically persecuting him. So I need to know, did you order her to be assassinated? And he's going to, he's saying this on public TV now and the, the interviewer is trying to shut him up and he shuts up the interview goes, look, you're trying to deflect right now because you don't like what my answer is. But if you let me finish, you'd fully understand it. So now you're going to hear what I have to say. And then he finishes that all out and he's going to meet with uh, Biden tomorrow. He's going to call Biden out, tell Biden that is, is that what America's standard of free is, was his quote. Right. Is that free speech or America's free speech? Dude, and this lines up completely with what I had heard like four years ago before Bernie, before Trump, before Hillary and all that stuff when that was all just kind of like, you know, contemporary stuff people were conspiracizing about. We also heard things about BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa mm-hmm. creating this, you know, opposition to the UN, at least on an economic and global scale, you know, to have some negotiating power because yeah, yeah the the elites of Europe and um, the Middle East even have been trolling the rest of the world. It seems. Well, you see this Q movement as it happened, where a lot of the earlier times they're all talking about what we're fi- like. It's a global movement, and what we're fixing in these other countries. But one of the things that Q said early on was they were saving Israel for last. They had a special place for that, special thing to handle all that. But Israel would be last. And this week, Netanyahu's getting ousted and all that shit. All this stuff, the global events have been happening in Israel as of late, where they're getting their backs put against the wall for all the shit they've been doing with the Palestinians this entire time. Like, I think that the the phase of Israel is last is, is upon us. We're seeing that now. And then the next step, we're like close to the end here. Yeah, and dude, that's how I feel. I think we're close to the end of this. This connects to what I was just talking about with Dan from Rising of the Ashes podcast is this Solomon's Temple, and I'm like, dude, what do you think about the apocalypse? You know that we see in these religions and how they're all focused yeah. on Israel and Solomon's Temple, and yeah, man, I I don't have all the answers, but I think that that's a part of it, like the bloodline that's behind the ruling class that's behind the government class, that's behind, you know, the big corpse, and then all the classes underneath that we're part of, they're just playing this game, orchestrating this game for these esoteric reasons. That's why Israel is such a big focus for them. It's all it's all spiritual, man. It's not... Yeah. It has nothing to do with... Or it doesn't just have anything to do with resources. It's totally... Uh, esoteric. The prophecy is the fucking what? What book is that? The prophecies of who? The fucking last book of the Bible. Oh, of um. The name of that one? I can't remember it. <clears throat> Rapture is it? No, it's not. It's what? Not what it's called. I don't remember. Revelations. But the fucking, the fucking, the end times prophecies in the Bible. Revelations. The part that always worries me about those. Is the, yeah, what if the what if those you know what I mean like where they say like that the Holy Land needs to be divided, the Temple of Solomon needs to be returned, you know, like all of those things. What if even if like 
that was just something somebody wrote one time that these rich people believed it so hard that now they'll take whatever interpretation that they believe and they'll make it happen. Right. They'll like they'll play it out in the book. And that's like as the if it's real. Yeah, and that's the idea of the it's prophetic the timeline. It's like they think that yeah. they're they're by engaging in these rituals, they're engaging in the calendar cycle in a way that com, you know completes their own ascension at the behest of everyone else. You know, exactly. Like, the way I would say it is, it's like they're trying to knock on heaven's door themselves. Mm, boom. What I mean, like, like how can you physically do that any other way than to actually make the prophecies happen? Right. Right, yeah. And that, firmly believe that by doing that, they've won. And that's the whole... That's like part of the religion I always think these people are part of. Yeah, no, and that's the whole reason why I get up every morning is because I fucking see that we're ignorant of the true spiritual nature of our reality and the people who control us and keep us in this way, they're uh, knowledgeable of it. One of the things that this guy also said to me is like, you know, our enemy that we're facing right now, it's like a snake wrapped around the leg of a horse. It doesn't attack the rider of the horse, but it attacks the horse. You know, the, what we're facing right now isn't affecting us directly. It's affecting our environment, our whole totality of yeah. the, the natural sphere. You know, what these elite prophetic uh, timeline necromancers are engaging in. craziness well mikey coming into the end man i'm sure you you noticed but i was recording the 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 last 10 minutes of what we just said i didn't get the first thing because that was some good shit yeah we didn't get the whole thing but this is going to be a part of my conversation with james from we the people i'm gonna put this in the intro because it's relevant to the the conversation um but yeah man thank you as always for that into it daily on the boards going through checking out everything and just like seeing what's happening because at the top of the the boards everything that's notable for the day gets collected so you can like go through and then click it and then see everything that was in conversation around the notable posts yeah and that's like once twice a day that's what i i asked james about that i'm like dude you know let me what do you think? And people listening will get to hear his complete answer. But the gist of it was, was like, yeah, it's a source of information. You know, that's all it is. It's like WikiLeaks. Yeah. You got to be able 100%. to discern it for yourself and and work that into your own life. And that's what the whole point of my show is like, have the knowledge to be able to make a real decision in the now. And part of that is like knowing how to fucking defend a position if your family thinks you're crazy. <laughs> so with that, folks, enjoy listening to this conversation with James from We The People. Of course, you know Mikey. He's one of the main co-hosts here on the show. <clears throat> you can find him as a musician. His band is called Garden. Mikey, where can they find your band? Garden. Garden.com? And that's spelled with a, a V instead of an A, folks, right? D-E-N.com. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, with that, folks, enjoy the conversation with James. Here's pictures of him with Slick Willie. Like, everybody's like, nah, James, you're crazy. Like, you're stupid. Like, get out of here. There's not an elite pedophile. Man. Then the finders come out in 2017. And, you know, you have all the Epstein arrests and things like that. And, and it, it got to the point where 
everybody was blowing me up, asking me a million questions. I have my DMs in my personal Facebook, which they deleted, my personal Instagram, which they deleted. I was getting tons of questions. So I was like, you know what? We're about to go. We're in a lockdown. Let's start putting out content. I got nothing better to do. Let's talk about this stuff. Like, let's let the freak flag fly. Let's everybody know that we're fucking crazy lunatics, and we're gonna just open our mouths and very quickly things really started to heat up he's like james you can't be doing this stuff like didn't want me doing it at all i was like why like why don't you question anything like why why do we have our tax system like people don't even realize why we have a federal reserve and why we do the things that we do it's just because we have to do them they say oh that's just part of society that's what society does but why how did it get this way it didn't used to be that way and i was like dad there's gonna get to a point where they're literally gonna force us to fema camps and i'm gonna like i'm going to costa rica i'm gonna go live off the land like i'm getting out of here Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Rolling solo today. My co-hosts are away, but don't fear. We've got an amazing guest. He's actually the first podcaster to ever invite me on a podcast, so I'm super grateful to have him on my show as a guest. You know him from We The People Radio. James, how you doing, buddy? I'm chilling, dude. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's uh, it's really a pleasure. Your the episode that we did with you, man, was one of my favorite yet creepiest episodes we ever did because we we covered some really you know dark stuff with Aleister Crowley, and it was it was very intense and just the way the audio fed back to us, it was fu- it was fucking weird, dude. I could curse on your show, right? Oh shit! <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, dude. Literally, as I'm bringing up this fucking guy's name, dude, always some creepy shit is happening, dude. I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with. As this we're recording, my fan flies bro. out of the window as soon as you say "growling," bro. I'm done. I'm Jesus done with this guy. Christ. But that's what happened when you were on our show. Some creepy ass shit happened when we were talking <laughs> about this guy. Like he's, yeah, it's just no good. Just a terrible energy. But uh, dude, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. It's been like, yeah, long, long overdue in my opinion. Well, yeah, thank you for for joining me, man. It definitely is long overdue. We've been we've been killing it on the My Family Thinks Some Crazy podcast, you know, just every week getting more guests. But how's everything going on? We the People Radio. Remind folks when you started that, and 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 you're not the only host still, right? You have no, some co-hosts. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So we were doing two shows. Now we're only doing one. Lex is one of our co-hosts who was on the show down the rabbit hole with you. She moved down to Freedom Land down in Big Dick Ron country. So she's just getting settled all down there, you know, getting getting her uh, business all situated. So she's taking some time off. So for the time being, we're just doing one shows show with my co-hosts Ant and Nick. Those guys are great. But yeah, we just launched our merch store on WPRUSA.com and you can find all of our podcasts over there. And they kicked us off of YouTube since we we've last we've last spoken, dude. We're not on YouTube. They took us off of Spotify. So we're only on Apple, Google Podcasts. But yeah, we're over here trying to save the Republic as always, man. Like there's yeah. so much shit going on and people don't realize that this war that we're fighting right now is not a regular war. It's an information war. And you could clearly see it and how they're trying to control the narrative and control the information as hard as they are, because that's the type of war that we're in. And us as citizens of this country, if we really truly want to save this Republic and restore it, because that's what it needs to be. It needs to be restored. We need to 
voice our opinions and get loud and, and share this information far and wide. And, and I saw your video today of, of your, your face mask video. That shit was hilarious, dude, because you're, you're absolutely right. You have to start showing your face like it's so stupid. We need we like I saw people going to the beach with a face mask on and leaving the face mask on at the beach. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And that was the minority. Thank goodness. Like there's only five out of 100 people doing that. But yeah, it's it's well, definitely- I, I, yeah, I think that's going to be forever, dude. I think forever from now on. There's going to be people that will always see other people as disease carriers, as like, yo, you can get me sick, like stay away from me kind of shit, like forever. And I think there, those people existed already, but now they have a real excuse to just like, yo, get just the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, but it's crazy how how blind, bl- how much people blindly trust the government. They just literally sit there and just accept what the government says, like. Right. The government's never done anything wrong ever, and they've never lied to us ever. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Well, since we're on a podcast and there are no censorship rules here, we're not under YouTube's thumb. Do you mind telling us what you think got you off of YouTube? Do you even know? Did they give you a oh, warning? Dude, we were we were covering all the hot topics. We were t- covering the election fraud. We were ca- covering I've never once called it COVID-19 or coronavirus. It's always been the China virus from China. Literally, go back to our episodes and look at what happened just recently with the email, the Fauci emails. It's, it's all, all, proven. all all proven fact, all proven 100% <laughs> fact. And all you people told me I was racist, I'm insensitive. No, no. These people sent out a bioweapon to try to kill Americans and kill people all over the world. They need to be held accountable and we need to be loud about it. We can't just be, ah, you know, you know, those 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 communists over in China, they were just, you know, they were up to no good. You know, what, what do you expect? Uh, we'll get them next time, guys. Like, you can't do that. They literally released a bioweapon and then people in our government knew about it and allowed it. And it's really crazy. But I think it had to do with 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 China virus, the election we covered. We were talking heavily about the pedophilia. We were going in on that a lot because no one's talking about it. Like people talk about Epstein and Maxwell. Sure. But no one's talking about Peter Nygaard, who just got all of his assets seized in L.A. by federal agents. No one's talking about John of God, who got convicted on all charges and was literally impregnating women and selling their babies in the black market. Or Nexium with Keith Raniere and the Brothman family, who's very closely tied to Richard Branson and all of these other major elites. Like no one's talking about that stuff. It's only Epstein and Maxwell. And people forget about these things. So I think all of those things combined. It was it was a running joke, dude. Every episode that we did, it got to the point where like, ah, this is going to be the one, guys like they're going to take us down. And, you know, we had we had just under five thousand subs, which I was almost more proud of that than I was of the Instagram following that we've built because YouTube's tough, man. The algorithm is very brutal. They're very hard to crack. And Rumble is we're on Rumble now. It's awful. I don't know if you use Rumble. It's awful. (laughs) Yeah, I think all of these alternative platforms if we can call them that they definitely are a couple months behind rockfin seems to be the most popular just because of the creators that are going there but as a user you know i've noticed over the past few months it's gotten a little better they got the app now for android and things like that but i mean you need an app podcasting is is still where it's at i'm pretty confident in my knowledge of podcasting and and 
from what I understand, RSS feeds are pretty hard to censor. It's not easy for them to like, they could take you off Apple. They can take you off Spotify, but people will still be able to find your podcast. If you're uh, backed up and smart about it. Have you looked into, oh, we, well, I've looked into Rockfin. I've actually talked to, to Sam about it and hmm. he's working on helping us out with that. Cause it's invite only, which is fine. But we, we have, you know, we have all those other things that we're on and uh, Rumble we're on. So I think we'll be okay. They took us off of Spotify very early. Like we were on there for maybe a month and then they took us off because really? we didn't have the, we didn't use, we just used YouTube in the beginning. And then we, we finally got on a podcast apps using Podbean and uh, it took us a while. We missed the boat. We should have been on there way earlier because most of our audience prefers that. I guess they don't like looking at my ugly mug, oh. but uh, now nah, I'm just busting balls. But, you know, most of our most of our, our our viewership, we do really well on Apple and things like that. But it's only a matter of time, in, in my opinion, that they start censoring us. I really feel like it's only because we cover all of the topics that they don't want people to talk about, like this election fraud that's going on right now. They're avoiding this like the plague, like you have Rachel Maddow in full. It's the QAnon people. They're going to end the world. Who knows what they're doing Like on national television? It's hysterical. Yeah. And and we're covering all we're, we're covering it in detail and, and showing the truth rather than spinning propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I commend you for that, man. Your show's definitely been hitting it hard. And yeah, it, for you, the man. amount of people listening, it's shows that you're doing something right if they're trying to censor you from Spotify and YouTube and all that. But yeah, it's definitely. And then you get into the whole thing of like, are these statistics even accurate? Because, you know, if they are so interested, like I must be making a big impact, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm suspicious sometimes of our own statistics and podcasts and YouTube, but to oh for sure take things back a little bit. You know, you and I are probably around the same age. You're a little older than me. But, you know, I, I remember when Bush was president, I was very anti-conservative. I remember yep. that kind of pushed me into voting for Obama. Right. And then well, I realized like, oh, wow, like Obama kind of sucks. He's horrible. And then I got sold on the Bernie crap, you know, and then Trump comes along, didn't vote for him the first time because I, I voted for Bernie. And then mm -hmm. the second time I was in, I was like, yeah, Trump seems like he's helping out. So that's my political kind of background. I know that's kind of a focus for you. But when did this all start for you? Like, when did you wake up to see like, oh, wow, something's not right. I should get involved. I should stand up for my rights. Well, a lot for many years, it was stuff that I kept very close to the vest. The people that I would talk to, I was always the crazy conspiracy friend. You know, that's why when you came on, because you, when you came on our show, you were just really getting this show started off the ground. And I told you, I love I love the name because my my family feels the same way. Like everywhere that I go, all my friends and family, they're like, yo, you're crazy. You're, the, you're nuts. Like, James, shut up. Like, that's that that'll never happen here in America. All the excuses that I'm sure you've heard. But when I was a kid, I grew up 20 minutes from Manhattan. So seeing 9-11 right there, there at the time I was in seventh grade. I was in gym class when I heard them. I'll never forget where I was. But it, at the time, I was more excited about getting off of school. But very quickly, I was starting to mature and, and understand the impact and how important that was on our country, especially my father's best friend was on the 82nd floor. And then in 2004, the commission report came out. And that's when I, I, I was going into high school and I started really digging in to the Internet. And I started looking at things and I started looking into 9-11. And uh, the commission report, they said 
World Trade Center 7 went down because of office fires. I immediately knew. I was like, there's no fucking way. Look at it. It, it was like Vegas Casino where I'm at right now in Vegas. It was it, it imploded. And I knew they were lying. So then it took me. I was like, all right, well, if they're lying about this, they're probably lying about other things. And the easiest one to go through from there was obviously JFK, because that was already a bit. That's where the term conspiracy theory came from, was from the JFK case. So I went and looked in the JFK. I was like, yep, that dude was murdered by the government. There was definitely the mafia involved. I don't know who exactly pulled the trigger, but the Bush family was involved. There was a lot of global elites that were involved in, in getting that done. And then that led me to secret societies which led me to Skull and Bones and the Trilateral Commission and Bohemian Grove and the Golden Dawn and all these that, which led me to pedophilia. Then in like 05, 06, I was talking about Jeffrey Epstein to people. I'm like, yo, this guy's hanging out with Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew. Like they're diddling kids together. It was like, no, nah, you're crazy. And then when he got arrested and convicted and pled down to soliciting prostitution, I, I was like, yo, look, he pled down. Like the dude's diddling kids. Here's pictures of him with Slick Willie. Like, Everybody's like, nah, James, you're crazy. Like, you're stupid. Like, get out of here. There's not an elite pedophile ring. Then the finders come out in 2017. And, you know, you have all the Epstein arrests and things like that. And, and it, it got to the point where everybody was blowing me up, asking me a million questions. I have my DMs in my personal Facebook, which they deleted, my personal Instagram, which they deleted. I was getting a tons of questions. So I was like, you know what? We're in about to go. We're in a lockdown. Let's start putting out content. I got nothing better to do. Let's talk about this stuff. Like, let's let the freak flag fly. Let's everybody know that we're fucking crazy lunatics and we're going to just open our mouths. And very quickly, things really started to heat up in our country with all of the corruption and the riots and them literally pushing this, this vaccination and all the things that for years, for years, I was saying that they were going to do were now actually happening. Like I told my father in 2019, because he came to me, he's not 2019, what, uh, 2000, I was 19 years old. So 2008, something like that. I literally told my father because he yelled at me for posting all this political conspiracy stuff on Facebook because I was always shit posting. Like I was always posting on, 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 on social media. And he's like, James, you can't be doing this stuff like didn't want me doing it at all. I was like, why? Like, why don't you question anything? Like, why Why do we have our tax system? Like, people don't even realize why we have a Federal Reserve and why we do the things that we do. It's just because we have to do them, they say. Oh, that's just part of society. That's what society does. But why? How did it get this way? It didn't used to be that way. And I was like, Dad, they're going to get to a point where they're literally going to force us to FEMA camps. And I'm going to like, I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm going to go live off the land. Like, I'm getting out of here. And until... Trump, I I was very blackpilled. I really had no hope in our country. I really thought our republic was lost and they were eventually it, it was going to turn into Nazi Germany at, at some point, which, you know, it almost does look like it's going that way quicker than sooner than later. If you're not paying very, very close attention like I am. But no, I was like you. I, I The Bush administration pushed me very far away from Republicans. I wanted nothing to do with them. I thought they were the, the Bush family was uh, part of the, was the like they were one of the most evil families in the world. I knew the Clintons were involved, but like I didn't really care as much. And then when Obama came, I wanted to vote for Ron Paul. I I remember because my mother reminded me recently. I wanted to vote for Ron, but mom was like, "Yo, his the votes your vote's not going to count. It's your first first time you're voting." So then I was like, "All right, you know what? I'll vote for Obama. I hate I hate Republicans." And they, the, the global elite would never let a black man get this much power like they would never allow this. And, and he, he was a very good speaker. 
So I fell for it very quickly. I realized just like you, I was like, nah, this isn't it. I never really got on the Bernie train. I never bought into that because I, I've studied history too much and I've seen how a lot of these policies work. And I, I'm very vocal about what happened in Venezuela. I think that's something that we need to look very closely at as, as a society, because if we don't, if we don't fix things, if things don't change, we are going to be the next Venezuela very quickly. People don't realize that they were the most wealthy country in South America for how many years. Right. And, and I should point out, I think, you know, it's important to say, like, when I was supporting Bernie, it wasn't like I was some kind of expert in politics. I just fell right yeah. for the marketing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it took me seeing that kind of upset, right, where I went to a rally. I saw thousands of people standing shoulder to shoulder supporting this guy. And then all of a sudden the DNC flips him and puts Hillary there. You know, that woke me up. And and not that I wasn't, you know, kind of woken up, but it's like it's like lighting the fire a little hotter under your ass mm-hmm. and making you jump a little higher than you were before. You know, you realized Bernie was one of them. They pulled the they pulled the carpet right, right over you, right from right. underneath you. Like it, like that's what I have no respect for people that are. I just not that I don't have have respect. I can't say that, but like, let's be real, man. Like twice, twice, Bernie Sanders literally pulled the wool over everyone's head. He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this. And meanwhile, he was he knew the whole entire time that he wasn't going to be the guy. He was just there to take away a certain amount of votes from certain people. And and people fell for it twice, not just once, twice they fell for it, because I think if they really wanted to give Trump a real run for his money, like actually give him get get a huge voter base to go after him, Bernie would be the guy. Like no other Democratic Party member got as much much support as Bernie did. No one else got rallies like Bernie had. Like say what you will about him and what his policies are and what he wants to do. Like he's a he's a filthy communist. But he knew how to get people together and people supported him because on paper, it sounds good. Like you were saying, like, yo, free college, free health. That makes that sounds great. Like. You know, we should have that kind of stuff, but in reality, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It does it won't work. It just plum it just destroys economies. Like who would want to become a doctor if that shit's free? Like who wants to go to school for seven years if that shit's free? Come right. on. All right. So you see Bernie kind of do this and, and flip and and you were wise to it. You didn't fall for it. When it comes to Trump, though, I mean a lot of people now I'm noticing are kind of rebuking the faith that they had in Trump. You know, I myself felt like, oh, wow, did we get duped another time? But as I sit here and I review it, really, I mean, we never had a president like Trump who had so much resistance from day one, right? You have Bernie get flipped out, Hillary comes in, and then almost in that same kind of turning of the cards, Trump you know, takes it, steals it from Hillary. Everybody mm-hmm. thought Hillary was going to win. And here comes Trump and he gets the presidency. Obviously, every step of the way, it seemed to me like the media was censoring him. His other you know, fellow politicians were trying to stop what he was doing. 
And not only that, but they were continuously embroiling him in these different hangups based on things that they were taking out of context and playing in the media. Like just just stupid, like putting your foot in your mouth type, you know, Ouroboros, like a snake eating its own tail. The media was, Mm -hmm. you know, with this whole Trump thing. Really, there was no forward or end. I even remember seeing like a billboard when Trump was running that said like, investigate the pee tapes, you know, because they were saying like that he had peed on some hookers in Russia and there was a tape out there. I mean, it's just... Uh, unlike anything I've ever seen for any president. So what what were you feeling like when this all went down? So for me with Trump, I knew right away that he wasn't one of them because of how, just like you said, how they reacted to him running against the president and uh, running for president, I'm sorry, from day one. And it hasn't stopped. And people don't fail to take a step back and look at the whole picture and see how, how things have unfolded. It was Russia, Russia, Russia for two two years. As soon as that ended and they found out it was a hoax, the very next day, literally three days later, it was the, the whistleblower and the Ukraine calls, right? And uh, sorry, I had to do a quick dab. But it was the whistleblower and the Ukraine calls. And you had Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff up there literally reading this this transcript that he later came out and said, oh, it was parody. It wasn't true, but he's reading it in front of all of his congressional in, in a congressional hearing. He's reading this. And then from the Ukraine, it went to impeachment. Then impeachment came out to be a hoax as soon as impeachment. Like people forget on January 28th is when Donald Trump halted travel from the U.S. from China to the U.S. On January 28th, he was being impeached at the time. Like he knew what they were doing. And then literally they held it for 30 days. Remember, they held they held the impeachment for 30 days. Nancy Pelosi that day they made that famous walk to drop it off at the Senate. Just so happens it coincidentally happens to be the same day. The first China virus patient was found in Seattle. Just coincidentally, that same day. So it hasn't stopped, dude, like it's been one after the other after the other of nonstop attacks on this man. And I'd I'd be lying if you to say on election on January 20th, I didn't waver. I never wavered on election night because watching the election, I don't know about you knowing like I've always known this stuff was rigged going back to 2004 with John Kerry and George Bush, both being bonesmen running against each other, even though bonesmen believe that if you have an opportunity to put a bonesman in a position of power, you're going to pick them over family 10 times out of 10. Like that's literally what they do. And they're yet they get expect us to believe that they're running against each other. Bullshit. So I've always known this was this was this was rigged. But I think it happened this way for a reason, man. I really do, because you've probably been saying it for years as well. And I know Mike has uh, and I know Sam has. It's been rigged for a long fucking time. This is the first time that the American public is seeing this, that it was rigged. If Donald Trump won, no one would know it's rigged. It would just be back to business as usual. And the, everybody would go back to their consumerism. I need the newest iPhone. I need the newest this. Let's go watch the newest movie. Let's go do that, this, that, and the other. No one would care that the election was rigged because it wouldn't be so big and have to be covered up. Now when Donald Trump loses and they tell us that Joe Biden got 81 million votes, which there's no fucking way. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, There's no the guy was in his basement the entire summer. Donald Trump literally had a 93 mile long 
rally that was not him putting it on. It was just Trump supporters putting it on in Maricopa County. 93 miles, dude, of people like that's insane. And you're telling me that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. There's no way they got can't even make a sentence. And so it had to be done this way. The people have to see that our whole system is fucked. It's not just a few small people. The whole system is fucked. The whole, we need to rebuild the whole entire thing back and start back with the Constitution because everything that we can't have, all these politicians that have been in forever, we can't have all these. Like, think about it. Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Mitch McConnell, they've been in office for decades, for decades. And nothing has changed. And they've just lined to their pockets the entire time. The whole thing needs to collapse. And we need to rebuild it from scratch. And if, if Trump won, it would just it would have never happened. It would have just been business as usual. And everybody would just be going on their merry way. The people have to see it themselves. Look at what's going on right now in our country, dude. What's The inflation is insane. The cost of lumber, the cost of gas. Why? For what reason? What was Donald Trump able to do that Joe Biden can't continue for literally more than a month? Like it's been a month, dude, that it took that long. So people are seeing this. It's affecting them. Why raise the price of insulin? Why cut off the opioid help? Why do these things? It Because it affects people. These It's affect like, oh, look at all these Biden supporters. Like, ah, oh, this is not what I voted for. Like, fuck, Trump was right. Look at the Fauci emails coming out right now. Look what's going on in Maricopa County. Like these things are all happening all at once. It's not a coincidence that it's all happening at once because the people are now seeing it. Now they're paying attention because it's affecting them. They're like, yo, I was getting it's costing me one hundred and fifty dollars to fill up my truck now. Fuck. Like instead of 80 bucks, 70 bucks for to fill up your for, to fill up a truck, you know, it's affecting people. So I really believe that if it didn't happen this way, the American people, it wouldn't the American people wouldn't care. It wouldn't affect them. And I've how long have you been telling people these con, quote unquote conspiracies that these people have been involved in for forever that are now coming true forever? You've been telling people and until you're blue in the face. No one wants to listen now that it's affecting them. They're like, oh, shit. Yo, Mark, you were talking about this a while ago. Like, what, what, did, what were you saying? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's this, you know, they weaponize people's sense of identity in my generation i saw it happening in college i saw it happening in high school this sort of and people joked about it like why is every kid getting a participation trophy you know those were kind of the the memes about this you saw this leading up right and now with trump they almost pushed people to be so toxic and against anything masculine that you know in some sense before Trump could have been symbiotic with this whole military industrial complex that I'm very against, right? That alpha male, those guys were there. They were pushing that stuff. They were patriotic. So I understand the association, but people need to take a step back and look at the larger picture and understand that the Bush family was setting the stage for this whole thing to happen by Mm -hmm. creating that kind of psychology within the country and this, you know, kill anybody who's brown because they're terrorists. And and then that evolved to, oh, okay, now we have a brown president, right? And we're not going to get too far into race here, but you have to understand from a larger picture how the elite sort of push 
the ebb and flow of what people believe in order to create this Hegelian dialect. So we're constantly fighting with each other. And it's not just, oh, well, we believe in the Democrats and we believe in the Republicans. It's an ideological, philosophical, psychological effect, right? Bernie, he was creating a philosophical, emotional message that he was spinning towards people. People really gravitated towards that. They thought the world was going to change. And then, oh, no, well, Hillary's here. Nobody could get mad about that because she's a woman, right? And we need a woman president. So that kind of has got those people on the left to really hate Trump, you know? They've been doing it forever. This is why they choose things like BLM and things like that, like because they know you can't attack it without being called racist. Or this is why these elites use the Jewish faith and hide behind the Jewish faith because they know you can't attack it because you're they call you anti-Semitic. It's why the Chinese, the Chinese government, the, the Communist Party of China, they literally hide behind the Chinese people and make it seem like it's all of China that's like this. It's not the Chinese people. It's the government. And they, they've been doing this for centuries. It's not just in recent history. They've been hiding behind these things, excuse me, that are, t- that are subjects that are hard to talk about sometimes. And really unfortunate that we're going through this because all they're trying to do is keep us divided. It's the whole purpose of what they're trying to do. They don't want us to unite. They don't want us working together. They don't because I I truly believe, I don't know if you, you feel the same way, but I truly believe that the Bernie bros and the Patriot, like us, us Patriots that are fighting for the Republic are fighting the same people. We're fighting the same exact people, the, the global elite. They just don't realize it. And, and, and even if they do, they want to implement rules that will just give them more power rather than take the, uh, us who we literally want to take the power away from them. Like, yo, you guys can't make decisions anymore instead of they make constitutional rights and caring about the constitution look like it's a bad thing they associate it with this kind of like Mm -hmm. military stuff that really wasn't associated with the constitution anyways because all those wars that were going and sending people out to die in they're not constitutional anyways so true patriots don't support those kind of wars not at all and i think trump really reflected that i mean how many new wars did he start I don't zero. Yeah, exactly. And now as soon as he's gone, we have stuff going on with Iran. We have stuff going on in Israel. It's not just that he literally had a plan to remove our troops by like May 3rd or something like that. Like they were going to leave by May and there was a treaty with the Taliban saying if and and every single one of our troops were going to be pulled out of Afghanistan by then. And 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 if they did, then there would be no more attacks. There hasn't been a person that's been killed in in, in, in the Middle East an american at least american soldier since last january because because of that until the joe biden administration but no joe biden's like guess what we're going to actually move that date back until september 11th we're not going to remove our troops until september 11th because you want to know why he knew the taliban would attack and guess what they did they attacked like they're trying and this is what we're seeing right now they're 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 putting this agenda into hyperdrive dude like if they did this over the course of 8 years of hillary clinton we wouldn't have really noticed and it would have been like death by a thousand cuts. It would have been like, all right, you know, it is what it is. But now we're literally seeing it one after the other, after the other, right back to back to back. Like right. they, they're coming after our guns, the the virus, the the jab, everything, the, the emails. It would have been the typical slow drip. But yes. I mean, Trump was the wrench in the machine mm-hmm. that slowed mm-hmm. things down. And I think what really gets 
tricky for me is like we saw the COVID thing happen. China. And clearly my suspicion the whole time was like, okay, this is to stop Trump from getting reelected. Everything that's going on, the pharmaceutical companies, the communist Chinese, these are not, you know, free associations nope. folk. There's there's a very co- correlated pattern here and the pharmaceutical companies, they're behind most of this stuff. They support the wars in the Middle East because guess where they get their opiates from? You know, it's the just Middle East. Yeah, they're and guarding the, poppy fields. Why is our military guarding poppy fields? So my question, I mean, obviously we understand how COVID and it's very clear. I think most of our listeners who are here know COVID's bullshit, right? We talked to China. Dr. Andrew Wakefield on the show. We oh, know nice. COVID's bullshit, right? So, but where does Q come in for this? Because my suspicion is that Q was kind of like, it was at first maybe great and then co-opted to push people to an extreme that made the people in the middle really not want to go See, with that and where what are your thoughts on that so i've i've followed q extremely closely and it's very unfortunate and how some of this movement is unfolded because most people never read the posts most people have only followed q through anonymous posts on the internet by other anons you know they they don't actually read read the drops and if you follow Q, in my opinion, it's been it's been looked at all wrong because Q is not supposed to be a savior. Q, all Q was was a source of information. That's all Q was. And people think that Q is this savior. And yes, it is people inside. It's a military intel- intelligence operation, 100%. And there are people working behind the scenes to, to, to fight for our republic. But that was not the purpose of Q. In my opinion, it was a source of information that got people to start asking questions and remove themselves from that mainstream media matrix that everybody is in to get them to start thinking for themselves, because that is the most important thing. I say on our show all the time, I don't care if you believe me or not. Go look it up yourself. Think for yourself. Don't just take my word for it, because that defeats the purpose. You need to you need to really start using your own thought process and deciding on whether this you believe this to be true or not based on the information that you find. Because that's how I always do my research. I would be told something, I'd go and research it. I'd look it up for hours and hours, and then I'd come up to my own conclusion. I'd be like, okay, this is what I think is going on based on this information, that information. If new information gets presented to me, I'm willing to change that. But I think Q really was important because like I stated in the beginning of this show, we're fighting an information war. We are battling this narrative that we are fighting. And I truly believe that if there was no Q, there would not be millions of people sharing this information far and wide. It would be a small, minute minority of people that are sharing this information. The people that have been the con- crazy conspiracy friends for years would be the ones that are still sharing it. It wouldn't be mainstream because now it's mainstream. Being being a quote unquote conspiracy theorist is almost being it's like it's like the cool thing to do almost now. It's weird. It's really fucking weird because I got made fun of and laughed at for so many years for saying a lot of the shit that, that, that people are are saying now. Bro, and it's almost I'm the cool with thing. you, man. <laughs> if I could go back and just tell my younger self, like, hey, 
Don't talk about 9-11 on a first date. Don't talk about aliens <laughs> on a first date. I might not be uh, single right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, dude, I, I learned I learned not to do that on dates until until you, until until you start you start you get to know somebody. Then you they. <laughs> Then you can start bringing that stuff. It took me a good month to start telling my girl what what I was doing and research that I was doing. But there's also ways to do it. But I think you really provided millions of people with information and and, and allowed people to share this information far and wide. Because look at the community that's been built. And I don't think that would exist if there was no Q. I really think it'd be a a bunch of random people that are sharing things. There would be no community and there would be no nothing. It would be it'd be it'd be. It'd be we'd be fucked in my opinion. We'd be just fighting the mainstream media now. Look at all of the people that are questioning the mainstream media. I don't think that would have happened if there was no cue. And and people fail to realize that there's things that's happened on the cue posts that are undeniable, literally undeniable. And it's really what's got me kind of hooked because when I first started following Q, it was early on in 2018. And it was right after Donald Trump dropped the Moab in, in Syria. Remember that? I was immediately like, ah, fuck, man. It's 2018. No one's been arrested. Now we're dropping bombs on other countries that we have no business getting involved in. He's part of the military industrial complex. We were fooled again. Like, that's what I started going down. I started going down a huge black pill rabbit hole. And I got introduced to Q and, uh, I really, being a free thinker and someone who researches a lot, I spent a lot of time studying and researching it. And very early on, a couple of things happened that kind of solidified my belief that there's something to this. And I, I have, I also have a couple answers to the, I'm sure you're going to have follow-ups and I bet you I already know what the follow-ups are going to be, but because it's always the same follow-ups when it comes to Q. So I, I was watching, I was following the cue boards and very, the very first thing that I saw was it was right after the Easter address. So someone posted on the Chan board saying, hey, can you have Donald Trump say uh, tip top shape in his State of the Union address? And this was posted the night before he was reading the State of the Union. And then another person commented below that said, hey, Q, can you have him say, yeah, tippy top shape? Now, I've been alive for 32 years. I've never heard anybody say tippy top shape ever in my life. It's never happened. He doesn't say the State of the Union address, but literally a week later, he does an Easter address in the Rose Garden, standing in front of a big white rabbit with glasses, like straight out of Alice in Wonderland. And Donald Trump is like, "Uh, yeah, I want to thank Melania and the White House staff for keeping this place in tip top shape. Some would even say it's in tippy top shape. And I was like, whoa, that's fucking really weird. Then very shortly after that, he posted a picture of Dan Scavino posted a picture of him sitting in front, uh, sitting in Air Force One in front of a fire truck. And the two fire trucks were holding an American flag. And the one fire truck, you could see the call sign of it. It was Q74. Dan Scavino posted that post the same day that post 74 was posted. Q also said, hey, go and check and see if you can find another fire engine that has the call sign that starts with a Q. It can't be found like there's there, it's important. No, no fire engine start with the letter Q. It's always with like E or F or something like that. But it happened to be the same day as as, as post 74. Then then shortly after that, in June, I've always known that John McCain was a traitor. I've always thought of him as a piece of shit. He sold out his country and I never trusted the guy. He is part of the 
the warmongers, the military-industrial complex. Never liked them. So at this time, we're talking Ju- July, July of 2018. John McCain's been MIA for months. Remember, he disappeared forever. We haven't seen or heard from him in forever. And the only time we did, he was wearing a walking boot, which is curious because the walking boot happened to change sides multiple times. But on July 25th at 4.28 in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time, Q posts no name returns to the headlines. And no name was always referred to as John McCain because you never say a traitor's name. It says no name returns to the headlines. And I remember reading this. I was like, oh, John McCain news coming. Here we go. We haven't heard or seen from this guy. I was super pumped. A week goes by, nothing. Two weeks go by, nothing. Three weeks go by, nothing. One month to the day on August 25th, the New York Times posts an article that John McCain is announced dead. Guess what time he was announced dead, Mark? 428 in the afternoon, he was pronounced dead. How the fuck do you know that a month in advance? Exactly to the minute, down to the minute. It's impossible. Then fast forward to 2020. January start 2020 was a wild year, dude. Like we started out hot. What did do you remember what we did on January 3rd, 2020? No. No. Jan- oh, 2020 January one or no. 2020. 2020, January no. 3rd, 2020. No. January 3rd, 2020. This is how hot New York New, 2020 started. We blew General Soleimani to smithereens on January 3rd, 2020. That's what we did. Now, if you were to write, like, say you're writing an essay, right, for school, and you're to write your name and your date, but you don't like, when you don't write out January 3rd, you put one slash three slash 20, right? That's how you'd write out the date. So one slash three slash 20. So one, three, 20, you go to post one, three, 20, which was posted in May of 2018. Q is talking all about how Donald Trump took control of Iran today and how Donald Trump removed the deep state connection to all the terrorist organizations today, literally down to the day. Then fast forward to the end of January, January 30th or 31st, 2020. Do you remember what happened on January 31st? Brexit officially took place. And for those who follow the cabal elite, they want one world government, correct? That's what that's their end goal is one world global domination, one world government, a new world order. The European Union was like the test run for their for their agenda. And by England leaving the European Union is a very big blow to their one world government government plan. But remember, Brexit, they voted on it in 2016 and they've been fighting, fighting, fighting for years to, to stop it from happening. We never knew when it was officially going to take effect. So on January 31st of 2018, Q posts Freedom Day twice in big capital letters. January, fast forward two years, January 31st, 2020. Guess what happened? Brexit officially took place. That was the day they took the flag down from the European Union. How did you know that? Two years to the day in advance. Now, once maybe. Once maybe you could say, okay, he got lucky. It's a coincidence. We're now talking five serious major coincidences that have happened that are undeniable. Then that, then you can go into all the other small, the thousands of small other coincidences. There's no way you could tell me that there's not people working behind the scenes to fight for a republic and, and, and give us information so we know what's going on. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no. And I, um, I'm curious to know what follow-up questions you're expecting. Cause I'm just, I'm sitting here following along and to be honest, <laughs> it's not really all it, it's, it's all a lot. A lot of it's new to me, but it's mm-hmm. stuff that my friends and I talk about. And I kind of relied on one of my friends for a lot of this Q information. So I'm guilty of that type of, you know, oh, mm-hmm. I never read the Q post, you know, that's me. But um, that's what most people are. It's all right. But no, and, and I appreciate you having the recall for these details because I do think they're important and they're Very. definitely a pattern. And, you know, I, I wonder though, if you've noticed or felt this way, it's almost like maybe it was the troll toxicity of the internet culture that kind of bled into it. But a lot of podcasters at least have strayed away from Q and Trump since the election fraud. There's some that have gone even harder at it, but most people are like, you know, this topic, let's just move on. You know, you can't. And, and what are your, cause I personally, I think like, we're never going to be that way on this show. We're going to talk about every single thing we, you know, I want to talk about. Right. And that's one of them. Cause I'm very interested in Q. It affects me personally because there's certain people who you can't tell that to. You can't tell people that you're supporting Trump or Q. It's just like the crazy thing. But now it's to the point where you get shunned if you live in a certain state, right? If you're in a liberal state and you even like want to bring it up, most people are like, oh, thank goodness Trump's gone, you know? And they don't even look at the news. They don't care. They don't, you know, stay up to date. They don't see what's really going on. But yeah, it just, for me, it feels like if Q really was what you're portraying it as, there must have been something that kind of derailed it, right? And why do you think that? I mean, it to me maybe so, it's so the you ha- same media like, manipulation, but you like I, like you. like I said earlier, you have to allow the it has to affect the people. If 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 Donald Trump had won, it would have been back to business as usual. The mainstream media would be continually pushing propaganda. But now with all of this election fraud going on with Maricopa County. It's now going to further expose them as frauds, just like the emails with Fauci. Like it's all happening right now for a reason. Like we wouldn't know. Everybody would still be thinking Dr. Fauci is the the good doctor. He's the golden boy. And meanwhile, now we find out everything he told us is bullshit and a lie. Same time is going on as Maricopa County. If that didn't happen that way. No one would care that the election was rigged. We, they'd go out and vote at the next election. Like I'm a big believer in I don't want anybody. I don't want any of the election to rig. Like if Donald Trump had to win by rigging the election, I don't want that. Like I like if it comes back to the election was 100 percent free and fair, I, I, I'll swallow my pride and be like, all right, cool. I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'd much rather if Joe Biden win legitimately than than Trump win by by rigging it. But the same thing goes for the other way. Like you eventually it's going to catch up with you. Like the liberal left have no idea. Like a lot of them are even like, yeah, I know it was rigged, but at least Trump's out of there. Right. You know, and until so it gets rigged for them. And once it gets rigged for them, they're like, oh, fuck. Meanwhile, it has been rigged for them because Bernie Sanders got rigged twice. It, you know, it, it's crazy to me. And then you have to, I think it's really important. And a lot of people don't notice this because the media doesn't talk about it a lot. And when they do, they spin a narrative that it's bad, that's really bad. And that's the situation over in Myanmar, also known as Burma. Are you familiar with that situation at all? 
I'm familiar with the country, but no, let, let us know what's going on. I don't know oh, what's going on there. So, see, exactly. This is exactly my point. Most people don't even know what's going on over there. So, Myanmar, a couple months ago, the military, they arrested all of their politicians. You want to know why? Tell me. Election fraud. Oh, <laughs> guess, guess what servers they used for their election? Wow. The Dominion servers. Right. Guess who the first person, the first president to visit Myanmar was? Barry Sortetto, a.k.a. Barack Obama, was the first president. Slick Willie and Hill Dog visited while Barry was in office. Not while Slick Willie was in office, but while Barry was in office. They're also a major hub for human trafficking. But it gets better. It gets better. So shortly after... The military arrested all the politicians and did that. They came out. And the general was like, listen, we're going to do another free and fair election once we get this all sorted out. So this man by the name of George I. Flaps Soros, this might get you banned, by the way, for saying that. That's one of the, that's one of the hot topics that probably got us banned. But uh, they seized all of his assets. They seized his Open Society Foundation's assets, and they called for his arrest. Now, obviously, he's never going to go to Myanmar. But he has no more money in there. The reason why they did that was because he was funding the the riots and the protests by busing people in. Sound familiar? <laughs> so then it gets a step further because the media, they're pumping this propaganda to the people of Burma. And they're telling them that the, the military is bad. The same thing that all of the cabal, Joe Biden's administration, Angela Merkel's administration, Trudeau, all of the puppets, Mayor Kron, all the, 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 the deep state puppets are saying, oh, it's bad. It's a military coup. Meanwhile, what they're doing is they're they're upholding their job and defending their country against foreign and domestic enemies. And it's not a military coup, but the media and them will say that. But their media in Myanmar is pushing all this propaganda. So the people of Myanmar are revolting and they're getting slaughtered by the military because they're trying to kill the people in the military for, for trying to save their country. So the media is reporting on this. Guess what they did? They arrested all of the media heads and they just arrested all of the talking heads in the media for pushing propaganda and lying to the people. They just arrested all of them. But now you have to remember they're revolting and fighting against the military in, in Myanmar. They have 56 million people in Myanmar. We have 330 million people. If our military were just to start to arrest people like Barry Sortetto, like Hillary Clinton, there would be a full-blown civil war. And the whole purpose of Q was to avoid a civil war. The whole purpose of the military intelligence operation was to avoid a civil war because they told us in the very beginning that if Trump had lost, they were going to do a remove everybody via the military. Like that's what they were going to do. And it just so happened that Trump won. And then they were able to do, look at everything that the Trump administration did. It was complete opposite of what the one world government, and the global cabal wanted to do. They like one of the things that I was going to say is as a follow-up question that you get is, Oh, well, what if, what if Q is Mossad and there to pacify us? And I laugh at that because at the end of the day, if it was Mossad, why remove all of their major pedophiles? It makes no sense. And it's not just Epstein and Maxwell. 
It's not just them. We said earlier, John of God, Nexium, Peter Nygaard. There's there's so many people involved in this. And then all of the pedophilia arrests. Human trafficking is their biggest cash cow. Bigger than opiates, bigger than drugs. It's human trafficking. It's their number one cash cow. They make more money trafficking humans than anything else because it's all profit. There's no overhead. It's just kidnapping people. That's all it is. So it makes no sense that Mossad would do that because we know Richard Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, was heavily connected to Mossad and the clowns in action, which leads me to believe that so is Ghislaine based on her activities and the things that she was doing. You know, if you just arrested Epstein, 99.9% of the community would have been, that would have been the bone you could give them to pacify them. That would have been the one bone, but they got dozens of major pedophiles. It makes no sense. You know, why would they try to pacify us? And at the end of the day, if anything, how are we pacified? We've been louder than ever. Like there's more people standing up for the Constitution and what our culture is and what American values really are than ever before. There's so many people that are that are getting loud about this cancel culture that we're living through. And, and, and it's so refreshing. Yes, there's still a lot of people fast asleep at the wheel. But you see, it, I don't think there would be as many people being as loud as as today as there was back in the day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's the part that keeps me going is like, ultimately, whether you want to hate Trump or think he's some kind of bad guy, you're right. His track record shows that he did everything in opposition to what the new world order agenda is up until when COVID came. And, And he even did his best to recommend everything but these vaccines at the beginning. I mean, obviously, you know, there are some people and I'm not someone who's knowledgeable enough to make this claim, but I have heard people say, oh, Donald Trump's was a vaccine salesman in the last year or so of his you know presidency what do you say to to that and his kind of take on COVID? because i know it was thrown at him i mean it's not like so it's a fair question it's a fair question but it's a it's a double-edged sword and sometimes sometimes you need to fall on the sword to save your republic and you have to really think about this if donald trump didn't come up with the vaccine if, he, if his administration didn't make it happen, the Biden administration would be 100% fact. And then they'd be pushing it a million times harder. And then they'd give the Biden and, and what they'd be saying, oh, Joe Biden saved America. He is the greatest president of all time. And that's the narrative that the media would be pushing, that he saved the world and he's the greatest president of all time. And also, if Donald Trump doesn't say that the vaccine is good, says it's bad, in any way or don't take it in any way. Like if he he comes out and shines any negative light about it, what is the media going to say? Oh, Donald Trump is trying to kill the American public. He, he's, he's pumped out a vaccine that's bad for you. And they'd immediately demonize him. Immediately. And you have to think about this in context because of what they've done with this China virus narrative that they pushed. Like we said earlier, there's going to be people that will forever see others as disease carriers forever. And there's a lot of people, even more than that, that won't ever go back to normal until there is a a vaccine or a quote unquote cure. It's just it, it is what it is like. That's just their mentality. They will not go back to normal life without that. And as sad as it is, it's true. And it's never going to happen because you can't cure the flu, folks. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but. 
but the but the whole the but that's the whole purpose of the thing. So if he didn't come out and support it, it, it they would destroy him. And if he allowed them to make it, they'd they'd put Joe Biden on a pedestal. Now, do I like the fact that he like his speech yesterday? He was just patting his own back about the jab. No, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. It it honestly terrifies me. And this is what it comes back to. And he he I think he realizes this that many people that he that he and and Q have got you know woken up realize that they need to think for themselves and they need to not just take any man's word for it so when donald trump says something you can't just take his word for it you can't just do what he says like that's like what what like you're just giving this man all of this power as much as i love the man and as much as he's i i truly believe he's there to save our republic at the end of the day like no matter what this guy says, I'm never putting the vaccine in my body. It's never happening. I'm not doing it. Sorry. And you have to think for yourself. You can't just do something because somebody says it. It's sad, but it goes both ways. I, I truly believe that a lot of people, even though that they're woke now and they see all of the evils, they they're still they're still part of the herd. They're still they're still following everybody else and doing what's cool. Like I said earlier, it's almost the cool thing to do to be a conspiracy theorist. Now it's like right. the, you're the cool kid now, right? You and know, shy away from Q because that's not cool. And yeah, that's the feeling I'm getting from a lot of uh, our fellow podcasters is like, let's not look into this any further because it was all a psyop and that's fair to say but i honestly i agree with you i think it was information just like wikileaks mm -hmm. just like edward snowden it's information and the the mm -hmm. internet the way people access a conversation like this which is backed up on podcasting 2.0 so people are listening to it regardless of whether or not it gets taken off spotify or apple right because podcasting has been preserved as a platform for free speech. But on top of that, I mean, the Dr. Shiva case is really interesting because he's exposed how Twitter was actually helping these state elections basically censor the candidates that they didn't approve of. And then on top of that, I believe he's kind of shown how they're using this uh, this technology to create the atmosphere for these fraudulent elections. So I'm excited to see where this case goes. As it was said on uh, Tim Fall Hat when, when Shiva was there recently, you know, the, the judge said that this case will go down in constitutional law history. And, you know, it's already been through six courts. So it's got, you know, momentum. But yeah, that's the kind of hope I think we're we're seeing is that the constitution isn't going to fail us. It's, it's pretty much there as yes. long as, and I, even in California, not too far from where you are, they recently had to take back that assault rifle ban because mm -hmm. it's anti, you know, it goes against the second amendment. It's absolutely yes, it unconstitutional. Totally. And, and I'm very excited to see what's going on. Cause Dr. Shiva, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. And it's so crazy that people call this man a conspiracy theorist and he has no idea what he's talking about. Like the guy has a doctorate from MIT. Like yeah. he's brilliant and male. I mean, yeah, he able to do half the things we were doing. If he didn't do that work back in the nineties, you know, he, yeah, he, he is a brilliant, brilliant man. And he definitely doesn't say things without doing his research. He's, you know, he's probably, right. He, he's probably more researched than all of us combined. Like the guy, the guy's brilliant, extremely credible. Uh, but I, I, I'm in a big belief in like even the Maricopa County. 
I don't think that's going to be the thing that's going to change anything legally because the courts are corrupt too. The courts right. are so corrupt. I can't, I don't trust them at all. I have no faith in the Supreme Court. I don't, I, I have no faith in any of it. I think the whole system needs to get blown up and started over from scratch from the constitution because I, I and I think that's might, might what happened because really think about what's going on in our country. And this, this is, this is, this is the hope that I have. This is just my theory. This is by no means fact, but really look at the, the situation that our country is in. There is millions of people that have lost their job, lost their home, lost their business, lost literally everything because of the, the, the China virus and because of this bioweapon that was put into our, into our country and forced upon us and this lockdown was forced upon us and all these things that had happened. But there's a ripple effect to this. There's, there, there is a massive there's a massive ripple effect that people don't realize. So when laws get lifted and landlords are allowed to start evicting people again, that's going to have a massive ripple effect on the entire economy because it's not just homes and, and rental properties, but it's also businesses as well. Because it, me, it, you know, as a landlord, I would want my money. I would like, yo, you squatted in this place for a year. Like I've been paying the mortgage. I've been paying this, that, and the other, and you're supposed to be paying me X amount of dollars every single month. I haven't received one dime, like pay up. If you don't get the fuck out and I'm taking you to court for that money. And they'd have every right to do so as tough as the situation many people are on you, you know, why is it fair for him to have this business and have to have to take on all of those costs for no reason. So, when that happens to businesses, that means businesses will no longer be there. Look what happened to Detroit. All those businesses were there, right? All those car businesses. Once they shipped off, look what happened to those those towns. Like there, you go through Detroit. There's these beautiful million dollar homes built, vacant, all of them. The whole street vacant, million dollar homes because no one could live there because there's no jobs to work and people can't afford to live there. So they had to go elsewhere where the jobs are. So when these jo- these businesses get evicted, that means the jobs are getting evicted as well because people don't r- realize that the people that start these businesses are the people that employ you, that give the opportunity to make, make a dollar to put food on your table. Like there's a, an endless ripple effect. They only think about their situation. And I truly believe that if there's no plan for after the plan, this country is going to go turn into Venezuela, regardless whether regardless whether Trump is in office or not. Like, really think about it, because there's no turning back. Our economy is going to suffer big time unless there is a mate, some sort of help in some way. And if there is a plan for after the plan, I truly think because I'm a big fan of Nikola Tesla. And his work and things that he's discovered. And we know he's discovered free energy. I don't know if you read any of the Tesla documents that were released a couple of months ago. No. If you have Tell oh, if you about have, them. If you haven't, they're linked in my my link tree in my bio and my Instagram. Very cool. I'll put them in the description yeah. of this episode. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So Nikola Tesla discovered free energy, and we know this guy's a brilliant man. Like in the first document of the of the Nikola Tesla documents that were released by the FBI vault. You open it up 
and I was very interested in seeing this because I've always been fascinated by this man. And it's a New York Times article. It's an interview in 1948 with Nikola Tesla that you can no longer find in the archives. It's no longer there. It doesn't exist, but it's in the FBI vault. And in this interview, Nikola Tesla is discussing this, this thing that he invented where he can shoot a ray, a laser beam that's no more than two centimeters thick up to 200 miles and melt engine planes, 200 miles away, uh, plane engines, 200 miles away. And he was working with the government to set these up all along the coasts to protect our country. This is in 1948. He was just doing this stuff. Okay. And everybody's, oh, his death ray was make believe. That's exactly what it was. It was a death ray. That's what it was. Like he was talking about doing an interview about it in 1948. That was just a conspiracy. He's talking about it. Like this is what he was creating. So I truly think that there's a very good possibility because you hear Trump talk all the time how pharmaceutical companies hate him. They can't stand him. And there's a reason for this. He's taking away all of their money. He's taking away all their power. Remember when he did the the the, the speech at Whirlpool in, Hawaii, in Ohio? And he's like, you may not see me for a while. Like, I may have to disappear because people were trying to have this man killed because he's taking away big pharma's power. And I think he realizes how much control that they have. And I think if we win this war, which I truly believe that we will in our Republican, because if the United States wins, the world wins. I truly believe this. And the only way that this country can survive is if there's something to help us as far as the economy, because there's millions of Americans that won't recover. Many will be fine, but definitely the majority won't be. What if we win this war and they start releasing some technologies that they have access to? What if they start releasing free energy that Nikola Tesla created and discovered? Like we know this technology exists. We know it's real. What if Donald Trump was like, oh, here, here's free energy. Did you know what ripple effect that would have? Not just on our country, but the entire world. People that don't have hot water now have hot water and power for the first time in their life. But let's talk about it in our country because it's not just going to affect your personal life with your car gas and your, your electric and gas bill at your house. It's going to affect agriculture because what, what's the cost of all of our food? It's the farmers using gas to power all their machines to grow our food. What's the cost to transport all our food? Gas. What's the cost to, to go anywhere? Gas. Everything, milk, every, everything that we need re- requires fuel to, make, to, 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 get it, to get the result that you want for whatever that thing is. Everything. Air conditioning. Everything. What happens if it's now free? You don't have to pay for that shit anymore. What's what, the cost of everything is going to be pennies. Pennies. It's going to make our dollar worth something again. That inflation will go away. It'll probably be backed by gold if at that point if they're going to do something like that. But at the same time, something like free energy, just free energy alone. Forget about frequency healing that was discovered. Forget about any of that other stuff. Just free energy alone, what that would do for the world and, 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 and the average American, how much that would help them out. Think how much money you spend on energy costs every single year. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you bring into mind the connection for those who don't know. Donald Trump's uncle was John G. Trump heir, so to speak, to Tesla's equipment when Tesla, you know, died. And, and obviously, like many scientists who go against the establishment and invent things that can potentially make big established industrial people like Rockefeller lose a lot of money. The government does whatever they can to squeeze them out of history. And mm-hmm. and we saw that happen. But, yeah, if this is true and not, you know, just a uh, strange coincidence, which I don't believe in coincidences, folks. I think you know that by mm-hmm. now. You know, I think James is on to something because, yeah, there is that connection there between the Trump family and the Tesla technology. Personally, there's a guy Foster Gamble, who I was interested in recently, he was on Tinfall Hat, and he kind of talks about free energy. And to be quite honest, some of the people that were in his first documentary, I don't find that credible, but that doesn't make me lose faith in free energy itself. I think the the power is there, and it's completely connected to the fact that our technosphere that's been created this human industrialization of the biological sphere it's cutting us off it's leaking our spiritual energy away from us this parasitic force that is you know this control structure that we've been hinting at today that trump clearly was anathema to they did everything they could to push this guy out because what did he represent he represented the people's interests in this country which is totally in opposition to the new world order's agenda they don't want us living free they don't they despise the constitution people should know that so don't get mixed up and lost in the media nonsense again folks i mean we really need to look at ourselves and look at our own lives and look at the world that we're living in and see that free energy, the difference between it being here and not being here is love, is loving each other. Because the reason why we don't have it right now is there's greedy people like the Rockefellers, like all these other groups of bloodline rich families who have cut that type of thing away from us every chance they get. Yep. What do you think? What do you think they are hiding as far as information goes in the Vatican? Forty-eight miles worth of documents and books. Like that's a lot of shit. What's down there? Maybe that's why I'm buying all exam. these books, folks. Because we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Nah, I respect the fuck. Every time you post that, I'm like, yo, good for, good for you, dude. Because there's so many good books and there's so much knowledge out there that's in books that people don't take advantage of. And the thing is, you have to again read it and absorb the information. And then come up with your own conclusion. You yeah. don't have to just take that book at face value. Like, and, and that's the problem with so many people is they just read one thing, see one point of point of view, and they immediately attach themselves to it. And that's that's the answer. Like, for example, my whole entire life, I've never in my wildest dreams thought the earth was flat. Like I never thought ever. I never would ever think that i always thought it was a globe and yes i never trusted nasa always thought they were evil because of warner von braun and how many times they've been caught lying but i never thought it and then we brought on flat earth dave onto our show i don't know if you ever heard him he went on with mike david weiss yeah legend guy's the man and he presented all this information you know having to do with antarctica and nasa which i could definitely get behind and then he talked about his theories about flat earth and now 
it's new information and it totally rocked my entire perspective and way I viewed things. But now I'm like, all right, well, I probably was wrong there. Let me let me look into this more and, and get a new perspective. And 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 rather than just planting my feet in the ground and nope, it's no way. It, you, it's, it's not. There's no way you can tell me it's flat. It's round. It's definitely round. Like that's what so many people do with not just flat Earth with everything. They plant their feet in the ground. They refuse to accept new information. They refuse to see it and they refuse to look into it. Like. That's all we're saying is look into the new information. Like we've been saying for a year that China that China did this. It was created in the lab and Dr. Fauci knew about it and we funded it with our tax dollars. We've been saying for a year. No, no way. Dr. Fauci is the best doctor ever. He would never do that. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait, wait a second. What? He did? He did know the entire time? Like you can't plant your feet on anything. And, and I hope I'm wrong in a lot of situations. Like I pray that this election was free and fair. I pray that it was actually free and fair, but I, I highly, highly doubt it was, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have always trusted my instincts and try to keep my, you know, judgments close to my hip, you know, and I haven't always done that, but that's something I've resorted to do recently. Cause it's like, yeah, they, they're always trying to get you to go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to fall into like, Oh, this guy. But I think with Trump, the real difference that stood out to me was the fervent and irrational hate campaign that was just spouted against him. Like every other president, basically the media gets down on all fours and does whatever they want. You know, it's mm -hmm. just, that's how it's always been my whole life. The media, Oh no, they would never talk bad about the president. And then you see for four years straight, they're just throwing this guy under the bus every chance they get. And Donald Trump isn't healthy because he eats two scoops of ice cream and has Diet Coke with every single meal. That was literally a news article, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I, I think people need to remember that. I think COVID probably shook a lot of people out of it. I questioned uh, my faith in Trump as well. So, and I still, I have this attitude of like, well, you know, I'm not going to put my faith in any politician because like you pointed out, James, it's not about a savior. We have to empower ourselves and get involved because a guy, even if a guy like Trump is exactly what you and I believe he is, he can't do it all himself. He needs people like the 93 miles worth of people mm -hmm. who went and lined up to rally for him. I mean, and that's what I think the difference is now in the world we're living in with the interconnectedness of the internet and social media. People can actually figure out what's going on in the now and go participate. And that's something that wasn't happening in the past. It was the newspaper telling you one narrative and you just kind of lived in your small bubble and maybe you had letters exchanged with people from other countries or, you know, you just met people, you oh, traveled, yeah, that's but, but the world's so much more connected now. It's hard for these people to pull the wool over our eyes. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Excuse me. Internet got away from them. The internet was something that they thought they used to control us, but it got away from them. They never expected us to use it in the way that we use it because the person you just, just just described is my father. My father works 80 hours a week. He comes home, he watches a little bit of news, and he goes to sleep, R rinse and repeat. He has no time to sit there and research. But I've been sitting here you know, in his ear like, yo, dad, this is fucking nonsense. You know, screaming at him like, don't do this. Like, it's fucking not like, stop it. Like, you're acting like an idiot. You look like a crazy person. 
And he's like, James, they would never do that, blah, blah, blah. So when the Fauci emails came out, bro, I destroyed my father. I literally just brayed with just email after email after email. I'm like, yo, look, just what I was saying the entire time, Dr. Fauci, he knew it was created in a lab and it was it was a bioweapon. Here's the email. Like the first the first line of the email is this is how this virus was created. Like what? Oh, HCQ works. I told you, look, Dr. Fauci knew HCQ works. Oh, look, masks don't work. He was telling Sylvia right here that masks don't work. I've been telling you for how long you thought they would never lie to you. Guess what? They fucking lie to you. And I'm just berating him. But that's how most people are, dude. Most people just they they they're focused on whatever they got going on. Their sports team, all the other distractions. Everything is a distraction. They don't want you to focus on the politics. I think internet allowed us for the first time to to let our voices be heard and and share the information far and wide because I always say if they pulled this election fraud off 15 years ago, we would never know any of it. Like we would have never seen the videos of them boarding up the windows, kicking out the poll, poll watchers. We would have never seen that. We would have never seen all the other videos of them carrying the suitcases out and, and rescanning these 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 ballots that they pulled out from under the table. Like we would never see any of it, dude. It would literally just be what's on the mainstream media. That's all we'd know. They'd be able to get away with it so easily. And because of the internet, because I think because of Q getting people to, to share this stuff and, and, and spread it far and wide, they can't hide it anymore. They can only, they can only delete so many accounts. They're trying so hard, dude. They're erasing accounts left and right. They're still doing it. And if, if there wasn't a, a large mass group of people that were sharing all of this information, they'd be able to, they'd be able to censor it so easily. And they go, oh, see you later. You know, here's here's the, the thousand people that are talking about it today. And they just delete it. You know, it'd be so easy. Now we're organized. Yeah. And I think what's frustrating is people like you and me, we, we learn about this stuff. We take all this information and we understand that it's about making your own decision. Right. But people who aren't there, they might hear that passion that we portray and we implore, you know, we say these things, what's going on. And they hear the passion. They think like, why does this person care so much about what I think rather than like them? Not, you know, what it's really about is I care about us. You know, I care about the world. Most people don't really think from that perspective. Most people think about like what's going on for me, like you just said. And and that's why when you try to explain something to somebody that they're just going to say, oh, this sounds political. I don't want to know. You know, I can, you (laughs) know, like and that's and that's just like the really unfortunate thing is the psychology of how this all kind of plays out in conversation in your daily life. That's what I think is the most important thing for me is how do we portray this information in a way that expresses our true intentions, which is to make the world a better place. Absolutely. I, it, it fascinates me to look back in history. Like for me, I'm fascinated by like, pre-Nazi Germany, like right before Hitler took, took over and started doing some wild man shit. What were the people of Germany doing? Like, what was their thought process? Like, how were they thinking? Were they just like, ah, okay, and just let it happen? Or were there people out there that were voicing their opinion? How many? Was it a lot of people? Was it a little people? 
Like what was going on in, in society at that point for Germany? Same thing with Venezuela. Like, do you think the people of Venezuela living in the wealthiest country of South America were like, oh yeah, you know, this guy's telling us free, free this, free that. We're going to get all this free stuff. Yeah. We're, it's going to be great. Do you think that they were thinking that they'd be eating their dogs and, you know, picking out of the garbage in, in less than 10 years? No, they didn't. They weren't thinking that they were thinking the exact same thing that the American public are thinking. They would be doing this. They're doing the same exact playbook. It's the same way. You, you, you have to look back in history and see how they were, they were acting. And it's, it's, it correlates perfectly because they, they, like you said, they've, it's, it's like a psychological operation on people's brains. They don't care until it affects them. And like, now, if you go ask a Venezuelan person, like, and you start talking about these things, do you think they ever say, oh, I don't, that sounds political to me. Like their country is in shambles. Do you think they care about what sounds political and what doesn't? Like <laughs> yeah. they don't give a shit about it. They want to, they want their country back. Right. They want to be able to live their life again. Right. You know, and, and that's what, that's what's scary is they, people just don't care a lot of the times. Yeah. They just want to carry on there until it's too late. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem. It's a big, big problem. And that's why I'm so vocal. And this is why I'm so loud because it's, it's getting to the point where it's going to be too late soon. It's we're, we're, we're literally walking on a very slippery slope. In my opinion, it could go one way or the other. Yeah. And I really, I, I have a lot of hope. Don't get me wrong. I really truly believe that we come out on this war on top, but if we don't, it will be very quickly that there will be rounding people like us. who are speaking out very quickly. Like my, our co-host, Nick, he owns a salon and one of his clients is from Venezuela. They left Venezuela in 2014 and he was telling me, he's like, yo, dude, what they're doing here in America is exactly what they did in Venezuela. And he's like, be careful because people like you, they literally come in the middle of the night and you just disappear off the face of the earth. Nowhere yeah. to be found. I, I, I can say the same. I, I have some really close friends from Venezuela who I, I worked for a bakery that was run by guys from Venezuela. So I met a bunch of people and yeah, like to, to think like, oh, most people think this stuff is crazy. Not them. They love talking to me about conspiracy theories because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like they literally they lived it. had that experience. Yeah, you're right. And I yeah, so some really people i really care about are venezuelan and yeah. and yeah i've i've learned that through knowing them it's like yeah man it's not you know it's not, it's not the a same game story when you're in a country that's been you know flipped upside down and all the changes been <laughs> taken out of your pockets you know that's not happened here in america yet but that's what happened there they took all the money from these people and said oh we're gonna give it back to you how we see fit and look how that turned out mm-hmm. they're gonna re wealth de redistribution no, it's give me all your money. You can't have any like they really want us. Like I always compared to Game of Thrones, like where there's a bunch of wealthy people living in castles, getting weighted on hand and foot. And then a bunch of people literally living in dirt in huts. Like that's how they want us to live. That's how they view us. That's what they want for us. And that's what they're pushing for. And that's what they're they're in hyperdrive to, to finish that agenda. Like they want that to happen. And Trump, like you said earlier, was the wrench in their, in their machine in agenda 21 and agenda, agenda 2030. We are, you know, coming to the end here, but I like to always end with a solution, you know, because obviously things can feel a little hopeless, like we've talked about, but there are ways we can move forward and make a change without putting our hope into one group or one person, you know, mm -hmm. like agree or disagree with James and I on how you feel about Trump. I think the ultimate thing that he represented was, you know, 
power to the people, really, in the truest sense, at least, you know, the most truest since, you know, the 60s when we had guys like Muhammad Ali going like JFK. Yeah, JFK as well, you know, so there's definitely, you know, take that for what you will. But what do you think people can do to move forward and, and make their world a better place? Well, you know, everybody's situation is, is definitely different. You know, obviously, I always tell people do what you can. And as far if you if you feel strongly about the way our country is going and you want to do something about it, the best thing that you could do right now is be loud, is speak about it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be on a podcast or start your own podcast or even shit posting on the Internet. It doesn't have to be that serious. But just talking with your friends and family, don't don't shy away from those conversations. Don't say, you know, you know what? You know, I don't I don't want to be, you know, confrontational. Because these people need to hear this stuff. It needs they, they, they need to hear what's really going on. You need to shatter their reality and you need to show them the proof, even if they don't want to hear it. Send like I did with my father. My father doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't doesn't like what I'm doing. I literally just sent them 50 messages of all the screenshots of the emails. I didn't care. I was like, Dad, you're gonna see this. I don't fucking care. And something like that, or wearing a a a, a shirt makes a big statement you know you go out there it's like a walking meme dude like you're going out there it's a conversation starter you know what i'm saying you, know, you see, every time i see someone wearing a maga hat or a trump sticker on their car i always roll down my window i honk my horn i'm like yeah like i'm showing love and and i think things like that go a long way you don't necessarily have to have a big account or shit post all over the internet or even start a podcast you don't have to do all that the little things go a long way in your inner circle while you're at work. Like, don't let your your coworkers bully you around because you you're a patriot and you love our country. I'm with you 100 percent, man. I think people need to take action in their own hands. And yeah, it's as simple as just showing love. Right. Yep. So show love. Go to your school board meetings. Go to your town board meetings. Like, go to those meetings. Like those those people are the ones who affect your daily life in your local town. Like be loud. I posted a video the other day of this woman, uh, Tatiana, and she went off on the school board. They're like, ma'am, you need to be quiet. She's like, why? She's like, she's like, I, 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 my tax dollars pay your fucking salary. They're like, we do this for free. It's voluntarily. She's like, yeah, but those chairs aren't free. The electricity in this place isn't free. She's like, you guys work for us. You work for the people. It's not the other way around. Like you're teaching our kids critical race theory. Like you should not be okay with this. You should not be okay with them sexualizing anything, straight, gay, trans, or anything around your children. Look what they're doing with Blue's Clues and all of this stuff. Like that, sh that is not okay. Like I, I don't want them talking about straight sex to kids, let alone, let alone any sex. And it's, it, it's disgusting. And you should, you should be upset about this and you cannot allow it. So go do those things. Right. Those little things go a long way. That's how you can get involved. Yeah. Well, folks, James from We The People, if you want to get involved, that's a good place to start. James is on the ball. He's looking into all this stuff. And dude, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate you staying around and let's talk soon. It's been fun. Absolutely, dude. I appreciate you having me on. It was a blast. We'll definitely do this again soon. Thank Tell you. the listeners where they can find you. Obviously, We The People Radio is the podcast. You guys aren't yeah. on YouTube anymore, but you're on Rumble, and uh, you're also on Instagram. at We're at We The People Radio with periods in between each word, We The People Radio 2.0, and WPRUSA underscore our three Instagram accounts. WPRUSA.com is our website. You can find all of our podcasts over there. 
we got a whole ton of stuff over there but but yeah it's where you can find us and check out our show appreciate you having me on man it was it was a blast cool yeah likewise dude i really appreciate you being here listeners you know where to find me thank you for listening please go support my man james and all he does because he is a true patriot i really appreciate talking to you man it's always a pleasure so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the show and have a great day mark is bananas crazy. okay this guy's losing his mind I'm don't listen crazy to him for feeling so lonely Follow us on patreon.com slash mftic. That's patreon.com slash mftic. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.